everybody. Uh, yeah, it's a live pre-show. Welcome. I don't have the live pre-show banner up. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> why are you coming on, our guys? Us? I guess. How's, I mean, yeah. what the hell? I was. I've been so distracted this this weekend. I'm hoping to be moved by. You're you're the, the one who posted month. the link like five minutes. I know. Before show start. Dude, so. I had so many problems leading up into the show my camera wasn't working and that requires a restart oh, no. and when i restarted my computer of course it was like oh yeah hey, you got some windows updates that you hadn't done <laughs> and i'm like well you're just gonna do them right yeah I'm, I, you don't have a choice i'm just gonna do them I'm like thanks microsoft uh say we'll do segment one whatever we you know did this week anything fun uh scarlett johansson and disney some Substack news we'll hype up spider-man 75 talk last ronin number five uh, I guess a prelude to what will be the top three as I bring up just a little fun thing that popped up on the internet about uh, the two big X events going on right now. And then mm -hmm. what if it was episode eight, right? Episode it was, eight. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got some good food news. A huge moment of destruction. Action figures all abound. Oh, really? Yes. We got all. And then Ooh, we have a funny. Halloween special that was not what I wanted, but. It was not what I wanted. It wasn't bad, but it was definitely not what I wanted. Not what I wanted. And Shattered Glass. And then top three with a heaping helping of some solid comics. I could have very easily had three X-Books in my top three. Just I mean, easily, that, yeah. yeah. That's easily. not too uncommon there, right? The, the only reason why I don't is is because I, I, I wanted to be a little bit diverse, right. to be honest. Right. Wolverine <laughs> was dope this week, but it's not. It was. That's a little bit of a teaser. Uh, anything else you jokers want to add to the mix? Dave's sounds like a full here. plate to me. I it mean. does. It sounds like a full plate. All right, let's get into it. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. If chat has any ideas, always let us know what you want us to talk Bunch about. Bunch of goddamn nerds. It's true. Nerds! I don't know why I always laugh at that one. I mean, that's a funny movie. It doesn't really stand up, and it's, you know. There's it, a lot of problematic stuff with it's it. It's very problematic, like an 80s movie. Uh, problematic. My favorite problematic movie is Black Knight. It's Home Alone. So, get it home. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Another episode of this Geek in Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Uh, what a world. I'm Gomer Adam Normal Taylor. How's it going, gentlemen? How are things? It's going all right, man. I'm That's doing good. well. Did you guys have a, good a little week? rainy today. But, I like you know, it. Other than it that, okay. I got my flu shot earlier. Right. I'm not really feeling it yet, so hopefully it'll just be a bit of a sore arm situation for me. Oh, don't be a pussy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not having problems. Dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, did you guys have a good week? Do anything cool? Watch anything fun? Anything? I was until I was reminded what a piece of shit you are. I just know. Now. I mean, fuck I know. you, Gomer. I know. Either way. So nothing. You guys just don't do nothing. Maybe I don't no, do anything. Don't. Maybe I don't do anything except watch TV. But I, I mean, watch I watched a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about anyway. So, I mean, right. uh, I'll watched... just wait for that. I did watch the Many Saints of New York movie. You fool. It's oh, is that the, the, the... That's what I said. 
You said oh. New York. It's New York. No, Newark. I have that in my notes. Many Saints of Newark. I have Well, you my... said New York. I did I'm not sure a lot of people New in York. Newark are going to be really pissy at Oh, yeah. All of our so. listeners up in Jersey. Uh, <laughs> but this is a prequel movie to the groundbreaking HBO drama The Sopranos, which was, yes, a kind of a sh- – it was a show about the mob. Okay, let's not get it twisted. But – It was. Really, it was more of a vehicle for, like, complex character study. You know what I mean? And it really dug into who everybody was and how they were actually just normal people who had these extraordinary jobs, even though they were really terrible, <laughs> shitty jobs. Uh, but the movie was, you know, kind of this. I mean, but that's why The Sopranos was groundbreaking, you know. Uh, but this movie was basically the same thing, but it was a movie, so it really didn't have the space to do what Sopranos did. So you think it should have been a mini series instead, perhaps? This definitely should have been a series. Yes. Oh yeah. A prequel series. Uh, but beyond that, it's a hell of a cool Easter egg hunt for Sopranos fans. You know what I mean? Like my wife and I are doing like, Oh, you know what I mean? When something, when we see something, it's like, Oh, okay. That eventually, you know, so, becomes the meat store. You know, Suppose duh. somebody hasn't seen The Sopranos. Would they get anything at all out of this? I said no. All right. And that's literally what I said in the post on Facebook when I was watching it. But Leroy over at the Comic Book Bullies, you know, friends of the show, they had they record Monday or actually tonight, like midnight tonight, early, early Monday morning. So I checked them out right here on this channel. But he got in there and is like, well, I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it. But he doesn't even, like, get who the narrator is. Like, the narrator is a character from the original Sopranos who is pretty fucking important in context, you know. Uh, but whatever. So, no, fuck Leroy. He's wrong. No, unless you're a Sopranos <laughs> fan, this is going to suck. I, that's what It's a mediocre gangster movie at best. I mean, he, he, he could probably still appreciate it for, you know, being, you know, a well-made movie. Oh, it is a well-made movie. You know, and you just appreciate it at a different level because you're like a, you're a hardcore like, Sopranos. It's fan. like watching Endgame, and that's it. That's the only Marvel movie you've ever seen is Endgame. Still okay. I mean, but... I'm still you would still be entertained by like you know the spectacle, the fight, everything. But yeah, um, it would be a terrible one to make your first <laughs> one. Like, weird. It that movie relies very heavily on you knowing and caring about these characters. The whole fight scene, every line, like the big fight, you know, at the base where Thanos attacks from time. But like every little one-liner is like a callback to something else. Like when T'Challa says, Clint, when all he's doing is calling for Hawkeye, that's a callback to Civil War when – to child's like I don't even know who you are. You know what I mean? At that one point, during oh, he was said like I don't care who you are. Yeah, so or whatever, worse, or but... whatever. But there's a callback when Wasp says, "On it, Cap." Yeah. Because in in Ant Man, he's like Cap. We call him Cap. You know? Yeah. Might have. Yeah. So every line in there is a fucking callback to something else. You can appreciate the fight, but you're not going to appreciate the depth of the of the dialogue. Man, that's way too snooty for the MCU. I mean, real cinema. Let's do news. It's pretty light in terms of comics. Um, All the new previews and shit came out last week, and we talked about those, but there really wasn't much going on. Uh, But we'll get into some movies. Scarlett Johansson and Disney agree to settle... They're lost. Yeah, we this? figured this was going to happen. Hey, you know? how much? Hey, Rebecca, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. 
This is what always happens, though, is, you know, fat stacks of money get passed around. So. Yeah. yeah I'm mean, glad she got paid for her work, though. Yeah, so. good for them. I mean, but yeah. I feel like, you know, case closed. I don't need to dwell on it, you know? Yeah, well, uh, let me uh, pop the cork just a little bit more on it. Uh, this is without a doubt a win for workers against corporations, you know, in terms of, you know, getting paid what they deserve. But this also, you know, begs us again to visit, revisit the ongoing and rampant problem of comic book creators not getting paid what they deserve for the work they've done to bring these, you know, these rich characters, very profitable characters and stories to life. You know what I mean? It's it's weird to me. It's weird to me. I don't like it. That's all I got. You guys even there? You guys care? Yeah, we're I here. I mean, that's like tangentially related, so I don't know what you really want me to say about it. But Pay people. Pay people. Sure, yeah, sure, but Scarlett Johansson is not a comic book creator, though. You know? I know, but again, if she can beat Marvel... At she is scene. in a significantly stronger bargaining position than a lot of these comic creators Because of are. us, though, right? Because of the fame. Partially, but that she has a lot more clout. She's a more recognizable name. Like, we as comic book readers are aware of the creators. vast majority of the moving-going audience is not. We need so to bring, bring maybe, that. I'm sure this helps, but I don't know that does. this is necessarily, like, bursting open the floodgates here, you know? Hey, hey what a little crack in the dam. Crack in the dam. A uh, little uh, sub-news here, a little tidbit. Bendis has a stub-stack offer on the table that he is thinking over. Of course he does. He Kelly should take it. Kelly Thompson has, yeah, no shit. He should take it. I don't know, he, dude. He's got a great deal with Dark Horse right now, redoing all that Jinx World shit. He should do that too. He should just get off. I DC. know he he really could just do anything. <laughs> he should he should just leave DC. No, I don't know about that. He needs to find his his niche. His his he needs to find you know where he needs to go. What is he he's even been, working on at DC pretty much right now? Everywhere. That's he's Justice he's, League. He's on Legion. Also, Legion's still a thing. No, it's not. Oh, it is. You know, it is. Wow. I haven't seen a fucking Legion book. Or maybe we just pass over it so fast. I we don't remember do. It. I mean, oh, in our defense, Legion you know, it's a passoverable book, you know? Man, Legion should be awesome, dude. It could be just as good as X-Men. It could I be, really but it's it not, be. you know? I mean, Legion, yeah, it does have a lot of great storytelling potential. A lot of really great creators have worked on that over yeah. the years, but... The cool current characters. book isn't necessarily the worst thing I've ever read, but it's not, it's, not, it's barely memorable even, you know? Yeah. So that's almost worse than being bad. Yeah. Uh, but now some bad news from Substack. Kelly Thompson now has a Substack deal. Uh, and that's a bit worrisome, although she has stated that she does want to move into, you know, more creator-owned stuff and, and things like well, that. So I don't know. We'll hey, see you know, you know, we're, we're complaining about these these creators not getting paid and you know these these substack deals pay them so yeah and they get to keep all the rights to the TV right. show stuff and i mean there's other it just sucks for too. it just sucks but, for if you're a, a big two fan because all these creators are going to start leaving that's the point i mean joshua yep. williamson literally can't write everything no he can't he's, and he's close he, though he's close and, and, and if he does write everything it is going to be a very mediocre universe i don't know doesn't he do robin he does do robin robin's is one good one robin is, robin's i mean even so a good writer can be stretched too thin you know yeah exactly man i don't know i'm happy for everybody getting their deals but 
uh, on the heels of that, it's a big Amazing Spider-Man issue coming up. Uh, we've hated on Spider-Man for so long. I mean, even going back before Nick Spencer's run into Dan Slott's run, I was not having a great time with most of it, with the vast majority of it. Spencer uh, I made me love a, to appreciate Slott. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't love together Dan Slott and Nick Spencer. I mean... Well, I'm just lumping them together because they were the ones who worked on a, on Spider-Man back-to-back, and I had a lot of trouble with the at least the later half of Dan Slott's run on Spider-Man. It reminds me of Tom King's run on Batman where up to a point, up to Nightmare, it just got worse and worse, and then Nightmare was just terrible, just bad, and then it didn't get better. And I don't know, Slott kind of had the same thing going for a while, and... Yeah, and then we went to Nick Spencer, where we can all agree that it was very subpar. But now, Zeb Wills, Kelly Thompson, Salah Ahmed, Cody Ziegler, and Patrick Leeson. That's the team. That's the beyond. Spider-Man Beyond is the next thing we're going into. Um, this first issue that starts everything is Zeb Wells with art by Patrick Leeson. Patrick Leeson is actually going to be writing some of this as well. Oh, that's um, interesting. But yeah, this is it. This is the hype, man. We've got the pages. I mean, I'm gonna try great. it out. You know, they I I great. suffered through Nick Spencer, so stronger I'm all, I, I'm I'm willing to try out the new generation. Let's see what's going on. They're Plus, strong. you know, I like Ben Riley. Ben Riley. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man books are usually an easy sell for me. You know, I like I, I you, you gotta I'll, try hard to push you away. Yeah, I mean, these last few years before nonstop started coming out was like the longest stretch I've ever gone without reading a Spider-Man. Well, there's book. a friendly neighborhood from Tom Taylor that was. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I always forget about that because I don't know. Well, still, there was like at least a year off yes, between those books for sure, for sure. But yeah, the art looks great. Uh, I'm psyched about this new team. So yeah, bring it on. Let's. We'll definitely talk about that next week. All right, yeah, that's that's really all we got, man. We got last Ronin number five, isn't going to ship till February. <laughs> that of is so not. disappointing. That is very disappointing. I mean, you say, of course not. I've get it. I'm not surprised. I mean, all I these know. books have been months really and months apart. Either, but I am. Why would you expect different here? I was really hoping they put a rush. Uh, I posted this news. I don't know what was it. Someday last week, and a dude who I know, uh, you know, I posted in a group, and he commented the shit, and he's in the know. What he's heard is the first page of the last issue hasn't even been drawn yet. What? Yes, hasn't <sighs> even been drawn. I hate that, man. Why? Why did they even why? start publishing this thing if so it's not February, done already? Yeah, February know, might even man. be optimistic here, honestly. Yeah. If there's that far behind, jeez, sure, that's man. crazy. Sure. But yeah, yeah it's. it's Thanks for stopping by, Michelle. Yeah, it is a fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's, um, great it's consistently read. very good. Um, you have a long very, time just, to catch up. It's just so. consistently late. It is very mm-hmm. late. I mean, better late than bad. But Adam's sure. right. They should, if they were so far behind on the work, they should have waited before they released issue one. Yeah, I get it though. I mean, biggest IDW book of the year. They needed to have something. Hey, I yeah, mean, I get it. We don't know what the business side of it was. That's fair. I mean, that's the business side. If they needed to put this out to keep the lights on, then you know I can't fault them for that. But yeah, for sure, it, especially this year. If I had my druthers, you know, wait until more of this was ready before you even get started. Yeah, it might be better to wait till spring when the whole thing is collected, Michelle. Uh, holding, they won't, on they it, won't yeah. stop reprinting it. So yeah, this will be in yeah. print forever. 
Yeah, this will be in print forever. Like, I it normally trade weight myself, book. and so you can tell something is really, really good if I yeah. feel like I can't wait for the trade. Yeah, Travis said you, like, called the shop and said, hey, I need that book. I was worried uh, about missing it, you know? Right. Uh, a little bit of a preview for the uh, our review segment. Krakoa. Krakoa. Great scene from this week's Inferno, but... Uh, the X books are kind of disjointed in a way. Uh, a quote from Marvel Inferno, which just started this week, we're going to talk about it later, takes place after the events of Trial of Magneto. Right. Which wouldn't make sense. It does yeah. definitely make sense, but that feels very disjointed to me. Well, I mean, yeah, theoretically, yeah, we right? Don't... Yeah. It is yeah. It's really hard to find it. Yeah. I actually got an issue. I put it in my box. I had I had my comic shop hold it. They they put it in my box, but yeah, it was really hard to find. It was really hard to find. But yeah, I mean, theoretically, we don't know that Magneto is going to like you know get off scot free from the whole murder of Wanda Maximoff thing, but obviously he does because he was at the start of this issue. Yeah, actually, waking up from being murdered or or being dead somehow, uh, but. I don't know, man. It seems weird. Why push this trial of Magneto thing? I mean, what is your ploy here? What are you? Uh, is it all about just getting Scarlet Witch back in business? Is that really the whole deal with Trial of Magneto, getting her back to be a mutant? That's definitely part of it. You know, I also, I, I also I just think that. that they were trying to, um, I don't know, capitalize on a story idea that kind of fell into their laps. Cause this was supposed to be just the third arc of X factor. Yes. And they were like, man, this idea is so good. We need to make this its own thing. Yeah. And you know, after WandaVision earlier this year, uh, Scarlet Witch is a hot character. So I, they probably sell true. more books by like making it, Hey, here's a Scarlet Witch book. I just don't know. I'm still enjoying them all, but I wish it was a bit more. Honestly, this feels like Hickman is already gone. You know what I mean? Well, he yeah, it feels just he, he is, he's fuck, gone. Dude. I yeah, know. I mean, it Inferno has been like I'm sure in the can for months and months now. So yeah, um, all this in terms stuff of writing it sure. Yeah, I mean, what we're reading now probably is like the last of the stuff that's going to be part of his blueprint, as it were. So yeah, like all bets are off moving forward. I mean, I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. All right, last bit of news before we get into everything else. Big Transformers week again. I'm so excited. Uh, what if episode eight? What if Ultron won? Uh, just, just dope. S stupid big fun. Yeah, stupid so fun is stupid. a good way to describe it. I've seen a lot of people like, how the hell did like Volt? How did Ultron manage to beat Thanos so easily? So that they didn't have to make the episode about that. You know? Yeah, and <laughs> I mean. Should he have been able to, like, one-shot a Thanos who had five of the Infinity Stones? No, that's stupid. Ultron's but just that damn good. This is one of those don't-worry-about-it type of situations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love Hawkeye in here. Every angle of him where he's tired and he's lost everything. That last shot with him, like, diving into the robot pile, that was a really cool moment. It, it mirrored, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Or not Guardians of the Galaxy. It mirrored the uh, Endgame moment, you know, or Infinity War moment or whatever fucking moment. When she's jumping, you know, sacrificing herself. Just perfect. Yeah, dude. So well done. So well done. Nothing else? Uh, Adam, you're still not watching this, huh? Nah, nah, man. I've been not caught up. Not well, really. I mean, they do actually tease 
for the first time, really having like a direct connection between the different what if episodes now, because at the very end Ooh. we see uh, Strange yeah. Supreme gets recruited by Uatu, I guess, to help him yeah. fight Ultron, who's running amok across the multiverse now. And yeah, we already so saw that a little bit at the end of the Thor episode. So they're going to have like a multiverse Avengers. Yeah, and, so that's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty rad. I guess that's, that should be what the episode I'll, I'll catch up on it at some point. You know, you I just... It's a quick watch, too, man. Yeah. It's a quick watch. All right, man, we are moving right along. Food news. Mmm, yummy. Nothing disgusting this week. Oh, uh, well, thank goodness. General Mills has announced apple pie toast crunch for the season. Limited hmm. edition, obviously. Uh, this for the 2021 holiday season. Uh, they're also bringing back some other shit that they've had for a while, but I didn't care for those. It was like the Dulce de Leche Toast Crunch, which I did not care for. Oh, yeah. This is definitely the better pick. Yeah. This this yeah. one actually looks like it could be good. Honestly, um, yeah. This seems like a slam dunk. I mean, I apple pie with like the cinnamon flavor. That's Ooh. very seasonal and honestly just sounds good regardless. Yeah. You know? Mid-size box for two fifty, family size four bucks. Go get you some. I'm gonna get some and review it on the fucking show as soon as I. Find uh, are you are you, are you gonna yes. live review it? Are you just I'm gonna, gonna slurp a slurp Man. a bowl of it? Yeah, you crunching yeah. that cereal is hey, gonna hey, make for some. Stop root. by. Yeah, I'm stoked. I love holiday everything. You know, mix and match. So, yeah. What else, man? Oh, Transformers. Like, what's <laughs> next? What do you guys wanna do next? What do we do on this show? <laughs> That's why I was thrown off because the first part of Moment of Destruction is actually live. My gigawatt came in. Oh, that's I, cool. I call him gigawatt, but the uh, Doc Brown calls him. Man, why can't I just be myself? You know, it's like get this high. <laughs> Yes, very dope. You leave them in the box. Yeah, I. All right, I bought the Ghostbusters one. It's right here, if if you can see it, just right above my finger. The Ecto one. Yeah, I can see the it. Transformer. Uh, and I I took him out of the box and I went to transform him. And dude, he's brittle as fuck. All Ooh, right, he's really not very toyetic at all. I'm afraid I'm gonna break him. I took this one out of the box. Uh, just basically slid, you know, the plastic over and felt. And yeah, he's the same way. Uh, and I've read on the internet, yeah, dude. You know, don't don't think these toys are are really you know more than collectibles, and that's fine. These are little special one offs. You know, don't really have anything to do with. All right, man. Anything I got no really, yeah. I got no Mega Supreme. All right, that motherfucker. He's fun to play with. All right, he's dope. He is sick to play with. I've got all kinds of shit from the 80s, you know. Even the masterpiece uh, Grimlock is really fun to transform. But if they're not fun to play with, leave them in the box. You know, you might as well, you know. So, yeah, I was really stoked that that, that came in the mail. And I ordered all three of the Seekers that I wanted. Oh, there you go. That's uh, cool. There, there's a two-pack of uh, Thundercracker and uh, what's his name? Skywarp. And I ordered the uh, the coronation Starscream. There you go. Oh man, he comes with the crown and the throne. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Is there like a self destruct button to like break apart uh, Coronation Starscream? Yeah, Galvatron. 
Yeah, it comes with like a Galvatron that like vaporizes. Dude, talk about death. I was thinking about this the other day because my old lady and I were watching uh, Goodfellas, right? And we were talking about how Tommy, you know, spoiler alert, gets murdered, you know, as he's, they think he's going to get made or whatever. And I was like, man, that's just like Starscream. You know, he thinks he's going to get made and then gets murdered. But we were talking about best deaths, death scenes in movies. And I'm like, you know, I put Starscream's death Starscream up there. Starscream is up there, actually. It's he, a dope yeah, scene. Yeah. I mean, the Transformers movie honestly has some pretty hard to beat death scenes it's like across great. the board there. I mean, Optimus Prime is probably one of the most iconic of all time, you know? And it's not even but the most even, even, even just Prowl. You know, With the smoke coming out of his mouth. Yes. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Ironhide, even though you don't even see it, you know what happened. It's even worse, you know. Uh, but yeah, there were some new toys announced. Uh, this is pretty cool. And I've got a Huffer, you know, right here. Oh, yeah. I got a Huffer right here. These are repaints of Huffer, uh, Autobot Road Ranger, and Autobot Puffer. Amazon exclusives, Puffer. Uh, $42. Yeah, Puffer. <laughs> and they are. They're just they're just repaints, just repaints of Huffer. I mean and that's fine. If they're gonna call the Puffer Huffer, then yeah, they're not <laughs> exactly trying to hide it. Huffer is actually a G one, like an original yes. first you know, first what is sixteen, one of the first sixteen. Mm -hmm. Uh this is not his G one, obviously. This is the generation whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, now is. Whatever now is. But uh yeah, those two are two pretty cool figures for forty bucks, twenty bucks each. They're not terrible figures because Huffer is a really fun uh, toy. And then we got a lot of cool. Ooh, I need one of these. Yeah, I love Waspinator. Waspinator. Yeah, a Kingdom Deluxe Waspinator, uh, twenty three bucks. Uh, available everywhere. Really nice. Does really he nice. Uh, like blow apart into pieces? Uh, this no. is one that definitely does need a self destruct button. No, because no Waspinator was destroyed <laughs> in yeah. every single every episode time. of Beast Wars. Every time, yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more, and uh, Shadow Panther, not terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. His Beast Mode it looks great, though. That is a great... He's story. a uh, he's a repaint of Cheetor. Yeah, it's a Cheetor repaint. Yeah, basically. Not terrible, though. I mean, still fun. Uh, and then He's not the, the Cheetor repaint I want, though. I want Tigertron, even though I think they yes. already came out with Tigertron. Yeah, but they should do a new one with the new Cheetor sculpt. Because the Cheetor sculpt they have now is probably the best one, I think. I, in my opinion, the best one they've done for that character. Uh, but Sludge is getting oh, a hey. ultra class. Only 22 bucks for this Sludge. Uh, and his dinosaur mode is just okay. But, man, his robot mode looks brilliant. Oh, he looks cool. looks so good. That looks so good. Just, just him standing there. Looks fantastic, man. Fantastic. Uh yeah, and that's twenty two bucks. So those are your toys for this week, man. Fucking great, great set. But uh, all right, Adam, you're on Halloween special, buddy. Uh, Dan Waters, uh, Bethany right. McGuire Smith. You know the Halloween special. It's terrible. I I don't I didn't think it was terrible. You know I actually enjoy. If it, if this was an issue of Transformers, I would think this would have been a good issue of Transformers. But this is a Halloween special. Yes. And so taken as a Halloween special, this is terrible because there's like no spookiness at all in this. There uh, is technically there was... a ghost. Yeah. And there is a ghost story, I guess, involved. There is a little bit of body horror, but <sighs> not really. Not really. So like this, first this... thing that the first thing yeah, that got go me ahead. here is that this is in continuity. Yeah. 
Yeah, this Which isn't like a side me. story that is a, typically what IDW does with these quote unquote specials is they go completely out of whatever current comic book continuity they're in. And they usually go back to just very recognizable, straight up G1, you know, less layers than the, the, the typical run has. Uh, but yeah, they didn't do that in this. They stuck with the the regular shit. Yeah, they they stuck it with the shit continuity, which yeah. already kind of puts a damper on it. But so the way the story is is there is a special mission that Starscream wants to be the leader of, and Megatron's going to give him the position. But I think it's Six Shot just it talks is. shit on Starscream, and so Megatron's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." So as Starscream's leaving because he's angry uh, that he didn't get the job. Uh, run amok and runabout is that, that yes name? yes I yes one of those yeah that both of both of them show up and they're saying that there's a uh, a ghost out in the waste yeah uh, basically um oh, screaming uh. yeah and so star screamed wanting to prove his worth i guess uh goes to investigate and during this whole time there's an inner monologue going on and it's kind of a weird narration, but we sort of find out that the narrator is Starscream's old teacher, old boss. His mentor. Um, or mentee. Yeah, his mentor. Mentor, mentee thing. Yeah. Uh, Cyrac, I think, is their name. It is. It's Cryak, actually. Cryak. Is what I have. Cryak. Okay. Cryak. And Cryak and Starscream used to go places that nobody else went because you couldn't get there with your They used to be explorers. Oh, they were Lewis so and Clark, dumb. you know? So dumb. Yeah, dumb stuff like that. It was so um, But Cryak uh, got injured during one of these inv- adventures. And one of the things that happens in this Transformers continuity is when a Transformer wants to kind of die, to leave this world, to yeah. become one with the, the planet with the, the spark with or the planet or whatever. Yeah, they, they just kind of like find a place on the planet and lay down and immerse themselves sort of like uh uh go ahead Pirates da- of the Caribbean. Davy Jones's Davy Jones yeah, dude just like that <laughs> yeah uh, so, fucking boat part so of the Ky- ship part of the crew so it's uh, dumb okay it's yeah, dumb. so cryak so cryak goes and tries to do this but while they're doing <laughs> yeah. this one of these stupid voin monkey things runs through and, and these his... animals, these creatures, these fleshy beasts, they also happen to live on Cybertron, which is new as well. That used to not be a yeah. thing. He, the, they, he comes scampering through, and his little uh, wire gets caught onto Cryak, and Cryak's spark goes inside the monkey. And so when Starscream goes to investigate, he and the accidentally like touches stuck. the wire. Yeah, yeah, and the monkey's stuck. The monkey's that's stuck why there. He's yelling. That's why the yelling is happening. From the ghost. Uh, yeah. So then it has Cryak and Starscream have this big come to Jesus moment, come to prime this moment, you know, where Starscream realizes that Cryak was a monster the whole time. But hey, maybe I should be a monster too. And uh, I don't know. It was a good character building thing for Starscream to see, I you guess. know, who he is, I guess. But, you know, as a Halloween special, it just failed. Because there's no spookiness at all to this. I thought it failed both ways, you're saying. Because I thought, man, this I don't care about this about Starscream. What is it? Are they ever going to get to this in the main book? This character moment from Starscream? No. 
No. Probably not. Because they haven't done it. Uh, another book, a lot, a lot better actually. Shattered Glass. Uh, this is actually issue number two. Danny Lore, Dan Kana, is who I ha- I show doing the art here. I don't uh, know. yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> uh, I like what's happening here. I just don't like the way it's happening. Uh, I I am the same way. They're basically just describing the old IDW continuity in a weird way, but reverse. Uh, the roles it's a, it's reversed. a little changed, but. You know, but the roles are kind of reversed a little bit. Uh, a little bit, uh, like Megatron. But, but you're right. In... The way the way this story is being told is yeah. terrible. It's like way in the future, after the war, after everything that happened on Earth happened to Earth happened on Earth. Megatron is defeated. Starscream's like, "Nah, dude, we got to get the band back together." Because by the end, you realize that that they can now control Titans again. So. Starscream's like, you know, the Decepticons, who in this universe are the good guys. Remember that. This is like Star Trek Mirror Universe. Um, it's And it time hops, and it's all disjointed. And uh, There's a lot of flashbacks. Uh, but getting, that's it. I'm there are, there are things that I'm glad are black. I'm glad Imperata is back. Yeah, they talk about – that's why thing. I got this. Yeah, they talk about Imperata in this. Dude, this feels like the I like you said IDW, but shattered glass. You know, and I also I also like the uh, I also like the twist they did with Shockwave. You know, uh, in the main universe, they take away all of his emotions, and he's all cold and logical. And this, they try to do that, but they they mess up, and he ends up getting all the emotions, all the empathy, and that that is what drives him crazy. It's actually really fun. I want more of that. I don't want a new story told in Shattered Glass. I want the original story told f- from the Shattered Glass point of view. You know what I mean? I want right, all I... those notes. I want sh- shitty, terrible Optimus Prime. I want really awesome, you know, Megatron. And you kind of got a little bit of shitty Optimus but Prime, but enough. not enough. He not wasn't, enough. dude. I want an Iron, a ruthless Ironhide. You know what I mean? All proud, heroic Ironhide. No, I want him to be sinister and terrible. You know what I mean? This I want a mm-hmm. devastator who like plants flowers and shit. You know what I mean? I want the complete opposite from what I got, but I'm not gonna get it. Damn it! I'm not gonna get it. All right, T- Taylor, you're up. Let's do. T- Taylor, you got to hear us. I, he's probably like, "Why do y'all even do that Transformer shit? You guys hate it." I mean, it's few and far between the times when I hear you guys say, man, I love the Transformers book that came out this week. I know. It's sort of like uh, unrequited love because it is. It is. We loved it so much for a time. And now it's like, man, remember when we used to love it? Let's hate on it. I I know how Star Wars fans feel now. Kind of. Go ahead. All right. Um, And number three. I'll just do the one honorable mention this week. Um, Amazing fantasy. Number three. Um, is okay. It's, it's okay, but I mean, this is a book where Captain America leads an army of cat people to like meet <laughs> in battle with like Peter Parker riding back of a dragon, and I mean, like also cool. like Black Widow shows up with like an army of like I don't know what they're supposed to be like elf people or something. Yeah, it's but like, yeah, I mean elves or something. It's just dumb fun. It's not the 
I've read other versions of this that were a lot better. Um, this is kind of living in the shadow of uh, Jason Aaron's weird world that he wrote a few years ago. Sure, sure. But it's still an inherently fun premise, and I've enjoyed picking it up. Eh, the premise is not enough to carry it for me. The art is I mean, actually, it is honorable mention. Sure, and the art for me is actually not really as good as I was wanting in this book. I thought the first issue did a lot better. Uh, but yeah, good. Not a bad, not a bad honorable mention. Sure. All right, fuck you, Gomer. Anyway, um, for number three, David's gonna, not here, so he had to. He had I had to, throw to it pick at you. somebody, some book to shit on. You don't. You actually don't. But um, <laughs> anyway, number three is going to be nonstop Spider-Man number five. Um, I forgot about this book. This it's a good book. Totally forgot about it. Yeah, I mean, this has been like the let's just have a high octane ride Spider-Man book, and you know. There's less of that this week, like I would say, than in previous issues. It's certainly not the strongest issue that they've had, but okay. there's still lots of good action. There's a lot of aerodynamics because a lot of this takes place like falling out of a uh, crashing plane or whatever. But oh, um, it remains a consistently fun read. It can, sure. Like, they, no, I, I get it. Yeah, sure. the action is fluid. Like, it's really yeah. dynamic. It's fun to, like, kind of take the journey from panel to panel. And like I was saying earlier, this is the first time I've enjoyed reading a Spider-Man book in a while. So exactly. that has there a lot to go. do with it. Uh, I actually, I, I, the reason I probably skipped this uh, by accident, I meant to get it, was because of the other Spider-Man book. And just my, I'm really stoked to get that new Spider-Man book next week. But yeah, terrific choice. I should go back and find it. Uh, honorable mentions. I'll give a brief shout out for Robin. Uh, strong issue. Still not as good as last issue with the all the Robins. Oh, I together. like this issue. Dude, that issue might have been my favorite of the year. One of my favorites of the year. Single issues. Issue five of Robin. Uh, but uh, I'll also do a shout out. Echo Lands number two. J.H. Williams, Hayden Blackman, uh, Dave Stewart doing the art. Just brilliant sequential art design. I mean, look at that. Obviously, I mean, you, you can all you have to do is say J.H. Williams the third, and you know you're yeah. in for a feast for the eyes. You but, know, and it's this widescreen sort of layout. You know, the book is all yeah. Sideways. That is a uh, specialty of his. You know, he likes yeah. to kind of take you through the geography of the whatever place we're in, like while we're telling the story. Yeah, it's just marvelous, and I mean, a masterclass of sequential art, just gorgeous. Uh, but really, not really good on story. The story's just okay. Uh, so my number three, Superman, Son of Kal El, number three. Uh, they were out of this by the time I got to the show. Oh, dude, yeah, they were out of it you too. You gotta so. throw this in your box, y'all. This it's it's in the box great. now, but yeah. Uh, it was in my box, but it's one of those things where, like, I didn't think I would have trouble because I was able to get the first two issues. But right. I don't know. Like, I guess I guess words getting out. Maybe it's our own fault for right. talking Maybe. so much praise for the book. You know, <laughs> right. Tom Taylor, John Timms. Uh, I'm sorry, SJW Superman is my favorite Superman. Standing there locked in arms at a protest. And I fucking love it. I'm like, yes, this is what Superman should fucking be doing. You know? Uh, this only made number three uh, because Action Comics, I guess, tied into it this week because he was Action leaving. Comics did not really tie. So Action Comics. They in this. They mentioned that he's so leaving. Action Comics is the story of um, John, you know, the 
or not John, but uh, Clark. Clark, you know, the Leaving. main Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the issue that came out this week was him actually leaving because it was the end of the story arc of War World Rising or whatever. So now he yeah. knows that there is a uh, enslaved group of Kryptonians that he needs to go save from War World. Yes. So yeah. this issue is the issue that he leaves with the team that he gathers in Superman and the Authority to oh. go and world fight world world yeah is superman and the authority supposed to be in canon i was that yes. under that impression wow it is yeah man wow i'll be damned okay in canon as much as uh future state and all that shit is in canon right you know because uh, we still I don't guess. know what's gonna happen there uh this superman there's no way this john is gonna lock metropolis up like fucking candor there's no way man i hope that yeah i mean in this tom taylor book this has been a very good superman but in the future state superman books he is definitively the worst superman that there ever was uh but i love this scene where he's in jail and i mean when your dad's superman your dad's coming to pick you up from jail but they have this really cool interaction where clark's like ah your mom's been arrested a bunch of times you know because she's in the media that makes sense and he's like i did hard time and Clark's like, you did hard time for like 45 minutes. And he's like, it was 45 minutes of hard time. You know, just this <laughs> fun dialogue going back and forth between just a, a dad and his son, but a dad and his son who like have the same job now. And it's this crazy, awesome I mean, Superman job. It's really a fun dynamic. Tom Taylor really nails character dynamics. Yeah, and I, I'm really man. pissed I wasn't able to get this issue. Yeah, you should but, read. You should find a copy online. Uh, I'll try to. Buy yeah. three bucks or whatever. Uh, Adam, honorable mentions. Honorable mention, uh, Wolverine number 16. Oh, man, so fun. Yeah, didn't make my top three because I didn't want to make all of my top three X books this <laughs> and week. And you could have. I could have. And I could have. I could have. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's uh, Wolverine and Solemn. So. You say Solemn, I'm loving the Sebi or whatever the fuck his name is. This acid breath pirate motherfucker. He's so, <laughs> he is weird. He's Brevier or whatever his name is. Blackheart yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit. I don't even know. He's awesome. Better than Tarn, which I who I hate. Oh, I love Tarn. I hate Tarn. Not just because he stole the cool name. Well, I mean, he doesn't care. So he doesn't care. That's right. He's the uncaring. <laughs> he is the uncaring. I don't know. Uh, but my number three was uh, Robin number six. Nice. Uh, I actually I. I'm really digging this book. Me um, too. And this is the, this is the issue where uh, the tournament actually really starts. Um, so the it's fighting really, really begins. A lot of motion. A lot of motion. A lot of motion. A lot of great art. A lot of fights. Um, a lot of really great uh, nine panel layouts. Yes. You know, uh, with the fight scenes. I'm a sucker for. Uh, but yeah, I'm just really digging this book because it it has that anime feel to it. Um, yes. It just flows really fast, and I'm also really digging the high school sort of vibe to it, you know, where... Yeah, it's all a bunch of kids hanging out. It's all it's all a bunch of kids. At one point, they're all hanging out under, underneath the bleachers. Yeah. While the fighting's going on, so... I, I And we say all these fun things. The story that's going on, like, who is this mother soul or whatever, that's pretty interesting shit, too. Lazarus Island is pretty rad. I mean, everything about this book is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, this didn't make my list because the last issue was so damn good, and this one wasn't as good. So it dropped way off because, man, 
honestly, Taylor, if you can find issue number five of Robin, you don't need to read anything else, and you will fucking love it. It, Damien goes to Gotham and all the other Robins and him have a rooftop race where he says, yeah, I'll stay. I won't go back if y'all can catch me. And he does just the perfect thing to all of the Robins. And then, yeah, of course, one of them does catch up to him, but it's just the best moment. And it is I the best loved moment. it, dude. I loved it. But I mean, I think you guys have sold this on me. I'm going to try to like get the backlog here. <laughs> I was off of it after issue one. I read issue one. I was like, man, I know what this is going to be. It's going to be anime fighting tournament. Dumb. And it is. And it is. Hey, let's not knock anime fighting tournaments. But Adam kept raving it. And I was like, okay. And then I know this dude online, Brian. He's like, no, dude, you have to read Robin. He's like, besides Nightwing, it is the best Batman book. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it because I love Damien so much. Man, Batman sidekicks really holding down the franchise here right now. Nobody's sidekick. Fuck. Go ahead. Just kidding. I don't mind. Yeah, he is. He's Robin is the quintessential sidekick. If your name is Robin, you (laughs) are definitely a fucking sidekick. He's been two sidekicks to different Batmans. I don't know if anybody else who's done that. So, and he's been Batman himself in in Tom Taylor's zombie book. That doesn't count, but in my heart, he was also Batman back in Grant Morrison's run. He was like a future. Oh Batman. yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that run even counts anymore. I don't think. Actually, works. it was just in a uh, issue, the last issue of uh, Batman: Urban Legends. Oh, I don't know if that counts either. I don't know how if any just of these saying. books count. I'm There's just so saying many Batman books. They can't all count. They can't all work. Uh, all right, Taylor. We're around to number two. I think we all have the same number two and number one. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the order might differ for us. So let's see how this yeah, pans might out. Differ. Um, Go ahead. My number two is sword number eight. Nope. My number two is sword That's number eight. That's my number eight. one. Oh, wow. You put okay. Inferno uh, behind Inferno, Inferno has really cool moments in the beginning and it has a really cool moment at the end. Uh, and the middle is boring as fuck. That's a uh, fair assessment. I mean, I, I, I was so, pretty man. torn on which way I was going to go with this one. But anyway, I did go with sword number eight for my number two. That's uh, my number two as well. This is basically just Storm being a fucking badass. Well, yeah, this is introducing us yeah. to her new status quo as the regent of soul. Yeah, and it's really yeah. fun watching her navigate all these like far more. I don't want to use the word vicious, but like far more like oh, they are confrontational um iraqi mutants like she walks into the meeting and like the one dude's like apparently his powers like speak things into existence and a fucking knife comes flying at her she's yeah and like i love her like that's how he starts every meeting yeah Yeah. i love the whole thing was like hey they're pretty good with that one you want the knife back you know like i love her just being like cool as a fucking cucumber with every one of these damn interactions and her putting uh tarn the guy that you hate so much uh basically put him into his place there at the end that was really cool she earned uh, he yeah I think she earned his respect. You know, I would definitely say so. I yeah. Have in my notes, okay. Just imagine the job of Regent of Soul and the the head of you know all politics uh, for Iraqi for the for our Iraqa for the Iraqi people. An Earth mutant being put basically as the leader of this alien nation. You know that's basically what is happening. They're mutants, sure, but they're not Earth mutants. You know these are vicious. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of shit. Tarn the Uncaring is on is like in their Congress. Okay, he's he was voted to office somehow. <laughs> How's that happen? 
Well, when uh, you ha- when you have an entire nation of body horror slaves that right? you've tortured into existence. Yeah. But this is the masterfulness of Al Ewing as a writer. He makes the reader know just how hard this job is, but makes Storm look like she's she makes it look easy. Yeah. She makes I it mean, look easy. Storm consider that like right now Storm is on the Quiet Council of Krakoa. She's on the Great Ring of Arako. Yeah. She's like the Queen of Wakanda. And on top of all that, she is the official spokesperson for the entire goddamn solar system. And yeah, this issue does a great job cementing how she is like the only person who could pull this off. You know, you know? and I, I yeah, think I think in a way she is, yeah, she's only per- she's been preparing her life for this, and I think she is the only person. The only mutant who could do this. I, I feel like in a way this issue of sword sort of progresses the overall narrative of X-Men more in a certain way than the issue of Inferno that happened this week. I don't know. Because that. this is really pushing the whole space narrative. This is really it establishing is. the Iraqi council. We now know who all of these people are. We uh, yeah, you I mean, honestly, right. that was fun too. Seeing so, all these new mutants, yeah, definitely fun. The biggest criticism I can probably name of this book is that it doesn't really feel like it should have been an issue of sword. I'm glad that it was, since Al Ewing was the guy writing it. But like, yeah. this I seems like it what should, should have been, be like, an issue of sword. Sword has been a weird book. Sword is all that. over the place. It's tied into. It has. I think this is like only like the third issue of it that wasn't tied into some sort of event. It's true. You know, yeah, it's right. It doesn't but, really have its own its own identity like all the other X books do. It's the space book. It is the space book. It is the but space book. Really and this, this, space this is going off on Mars, but yeah. Like we Storm yeah. Storm is not part of the Sword team. But anyway, that's all kind of aside. This is still like She's a not fantastic part of the Sword issue. team, no, but she is the go between between the sword the the second sword station like, and the planet that it goes around. I can you know see the I mean? justification for this being a sword book, but I feel like it could have easily been an issue of X-Men instead, you know? I but, hope that this is sort of begins a trend of making Mars, uh, uh, pardon me, planet Araki, part of sword. I want to see more of this place. I wouldn't mind an entire book dedicated to the shit that's going on on this. Oh planet. yeah. And I did absolutely love everything about this. Um, yeah. I am glad that Al Ewing is the one who wrote this because he really does. I think nail writing storm as a character. Um, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Her navigating these power dynamics that she has to be part yeah. of now because like, She's very, very powerful, but she's hardly the strongest member of that Ten Rings, but she still manages to, like, establish who's in charge, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, I mean, you guys alluded to it, talking back and forth about all the shit she's, you know, doing right now. She might be the most powerful being, you know, like, mortal being in the fucking galaxy. In terms of, of like clout, absolutely. But, I would because say there's that. a Wakanda hey, like intergalactic that's, that's what now, regent you know? of the unit of the soul means. You know, know that means you powerful, are the leader. Yeah, she's definitely the most important being in the solar system, but because of I mean connections she, to Wakanda's intergalactic thing or whatever. Yeah, I mean she's a queen slash counselor on like the two most powerful nations on Earth and is yeah. now like the head of you know this 
entire society of like hyper aggressive war mutants you know exactly dude exactly and the art was pretty good in this too man it, it it fell off in a few places i didn't like some of uh um gee i think his name is gee villanovo's uh faces in some places were off well yeah the art in this there was issue... some body harder horror in here that was wonderfully done wonderfully. yeah that's true enough i mean the art in this issue does suffer from being compared to like previous issues of sword which were drawn much mm. much better whoa but um, you know, it's still pretty good for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I guess there's only one book to talk about left. Uh, if I could just say why this book is my number one, just by showing off a few images. Okay. Here is the cover to Inferno. This is a page from Inferno where destiny and mystique are visiting Moira, uh, it, during Moira's third life where she creates the vaccine, the mutant, you know, vaccine. Uh, and this is a direct take from House of X number two. This page is from House of X number two. This is Inferno number one. This is House of X number two. These are two different artists, no? Val Valerio Shidi did this. Didn't uh, Pepe Larraz do House of X? Uh, Inferno number one. House of X number two. Inferno number one. House of X number two. And then there's this. This is from Inferno. This is the missing page, the missing part of the discussion that they were having in House of X number two. Now, this is the end. You know, this is Inferno number one where, you know, she six pyro on him in an amazing display. And then House of X number two. But it's that page, this page, where it feeds all the way back I mean House of X. And it shows just how amazing Jonathan Hickman is. Well, this yeah, that's is, exactly this, right. I mean, yeah, it this, does. This yeah. is Hickman's greatest strength as a writer exactly. is knowing how to set up for the long con, so to yes. speak. You know, yeah. like he had this planned out. It's a big yeah. payoff for something that was established. Uh, I guess about was it two or three years ago now? It's been three right? years ago now. Like, it's been three well, years, yeah. But there was like the one COVID year, so I guess. Pandemic, well, yeah, we well whatever. But that yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, this book had espionage, intrigue, deceit, military strikes, character drama. I mean, this book had it all. This issue had it all, man. It did. It did. It just, I don't know. Sometimes when you're reading Hickman, sometimes it feels like homework. And oh, I felt a little bit part. of that. That's fair. That's and my favorite part it's of also it. true that this issue is much more set up than anything else. Like yes. we don't exactly. know how the hell you know, Destiny got here. And, and that, you know. that's that's what pissed me off we, about it we, the most was that this still had, you know, I've been I don't know. I, I, I'm just not happy with Hickman right now. So I'm probably Okay. I you're bitter. You're bitter for other that, that's part of it. That's part that's of it. Fair. I won't lie. That's fair. I won't lie. Uh but um, if you look back at House of X number, I don't one, know. I, we, I I'm just saying we've been building up for three yeah. years at this point, and then we get to this whole issue where shit's actually supposed to start happening, and it's still set up. And I'm I'm just ready for shit to happen. That is fair, but 
I, Has it not I, been an entertaining I, setup? Come on, dude. You weren't. I guess no, it was boring. It got boring in the middle. In this, when they're fucking doing all that X Force shit, and X Force is going back and forth over and over, and these yeah, because they've been doing that it. for three years. Oh, but they. Oh, I guess that I was just what have they did faith in the first like, issue. I have Mortal faith that issues like two, three, and four of Inferno are going to pay off this setup. So I, I thought this this yeah. to me felt like a payoff for his X Men. Which, yes, X-Men also felt like it was setting up, but X-Men also felt like it was showing us the payoff of Hickman changing the status quo that was changed. And, yes, a lot of shit was set up in House of X and Powers of Ten. But also, I think the genius of House of X and Powers of Ten was it also showed you how all this shit was going to end then. It showed you. And now we're getting. I'm, I'm to not see saying. I'm not saying this isn't good. I'm not time. saying. I'm not saying it's not a. I'm not a masterpiece. You had it at number two. Long sure. game. I'm just saying. I'm tired of because he quit. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah. I, well, was what is this going to matter anyway? This is this is the middle part of his story. I know. This isn't even going to be the end anyway. I will say that like the banter between Moira and Charles and uh, Magneto, I actually didn't care for it. What? Yeah. I mean, really? it was basically just like, you never listen to me. Like, we don't know what the, like, are they I, not listening to trying to kill Nimrod? Because they are trying to kill Nimrod. Because they are trying to kill Nimrod. You know? Like, well, it's no, basically because... her nagging about, like, what are they supposed to be doing that they're not doing? And if it's not killing Nimrod, then I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know? Uh, well, she can still be pissed that they're failing. I also have a hard one... time believing no, that honestly, like, this, okay. this nation of godlike beings can't destroy one fucking space station. Well, the I have a genuinely hard well. time believing it. I guess, you know, they gave like plausible reasons or whatever, just, but like they just terraformed an entire planet. I mean, they can't go to one space station. Th- there's like a there's half a dozen mutants who can just change fucking reality. I mean, have them like turn the space station into like confetti. Yeah, why is it why is it manifold leading the charge? I don't know, man. I mean, you guys are making points that it. The real reason is because they, they want to be like able to tell this story, almost, but like, they are nitpicks. Yeah, they feel like nitpicks almost. And and I, but I'm not like saying you're wrong because you're right. Magneto like trying to push the station in, and he has a like an aneurysm. Worthy That's attempt, but dumb. there are stronger mutants than Magneto who could probably do more. I mean, I know that they're not cool with Franklin Richards anymore, but they're, it's yeah. fucking impossible that like Franklin Richards going to do something about this. I don't know, man. I, don't know. Seems... I, I will say, I will say, that, okay, nitpicks aside, this was a fantastic issue. Yeah. You know, it just, the pacing wasn't what I wanted, and I wanted it to get moving. I, I wanted this to actually be an inferno and go up in flames really quick, and right now it just, it's a simmer. It's still you a simmer. Your jaw didn't drop at the end when Destiny shows up. Come on. Oh, don't get me wrong. It was a big moment, but it's still simmering. I want, I want yeah, it to be an um, inferno. I am looking forward to seeing like how she got there, like what power oh, play has Mystique managed to pull. Um, I, I think the first page of this sort of told us that it was Emma Frost, Emma bringing back Charles and Magneto um, instead of anyone else. Makes me leads me to believe that there is something sinister going on, and she's part of it. You know she's going to be part of it. Emma everywhere. Emma's everywhere. Who could bring her back? Who out there could bring her back? Legion? I mean, we've seen, we've seen Legion do it. We've seen Hope kind of do it, but need a little bit of help. 
We've seen Gene do it. Gene brought uh, Charles back in X-Force. And you know Hickman is not going to go back to the well, right? So if we saw Emma do it in the first pages of this, I think maybe that is him saying that it is for sure Emma. Or he's saying, no, you've named four, now five people because Charles can bring them back too. It's going to be somebody completely different. Who does Mystique know? And I do love that mystery. The main reason why this yes. one is my number one. Yes. This issue itself was pretty solid. I definitely agree with a lot of Adam's criticisms. Yeah. But I am very excited with what this is setting up. So that excitement is the thing that makes this my number one this week. Yeah. I, I, it's also kind of a bait and switch. I kind of sort of had, when I dropped my jaw with Destiny, I was like, oh, so they're not going to burn it down. Because if you'll remember, Destiny says there will be an island, not the first, the last. It will be a paradise. If they don't. and if We've they had don't like bring, four opportunities to read it now. So, yes, I remember. Yeah, if they don't bring me back, burn that place to the, to the ground or whatever. So, but she back now. But they didn't do it. So I'm pretty sure they're still going to be pissed about that. I still think Moira's in on it. Moira's still pulling all these strings. As much Moira as she, seems like the one thing she absolutely did not want was to have Destiny back. So I, I doubt that she was involved in that. But she also bitching at him for failing to not stop Nimrod. The one thing she told him you have to do. Okay, there's one thing I didn't thing really like Moira in this issue. I'm going to be honest. You have to do. Those, that was it. That was it. I mean, they've been trying to kill Nimrod, but I feel like what that ship has sailed at this point, right? I, I mean, Nimrod's it's around. Their fault. It's their fault. He's even there. It's kind of a sneak because, like, I go back to that issue of X Men. Why did she have to go like into the heart of the station? Just throw the fucking black hole grenade through the gate when they have no chance to do anything yeah. about it. Yeah. But again, like, I have a really hard time believing that they can't do more effective things than what they've been doing to stop Yeah, they, it seems like they've just been sending, like, one jet of the X-Force. Well, what about... one after the other I after them. I should have grabbed the infographic. There's, like, this one infographic where it's, you know, like, the solar system and everything's numbered. It does, it and does. And it tells you... I saw all that, but it's like... That's Hickman! That's him saying I could write five pages of dialogue telling y'all how terrible it is to, for mutants to do this shit. Or I could just have Tom Muller do me a design graphic and yeah, everything's gold now. I don't know. I love this. I was so happy with this issue. I thought it was fantastic. I read it like three times. I bought two issues. I bought, uh, I, I, they had both the covers I wanted when I got to the shop. They had the Momoko variant. And the art germ variant. And yeah, I got them both, dude. I wanted the the Brooks rap variant too, but I was like, I ain't buying three copies of this shit. Uh, but yeah, man, great book. There's like three or four X books next week too. So mm-hmm. uh, along with Spider-Man, we are going to talk about them then. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Come back later on the night for the bullies or be here in a few hours. Uh, come back tomorrow night for our uh, preview show where we'll talk about all of those books coming out next week. I am somewhat worried about us losing our nerd cred here since we didn't once mention Venom. I mean, I didn't see it, so I have nothing to say about it. Uh, but there's, I heard I can't really mention anything except the after credit scene, which I heard is jaw dropping. And I heard what that is, and honestly, important. I don't sound very. I'm not impressed by what it sounds like they're doing. Well, it sounds like everything's all you know simmering together, which is where everything was. It sounds anyway. to me okay. Spoiler: It sounds to me like they are shoehorning Venom into the MCU. Of course, which they I, are. Venom. They the shoehorned per- Peter Parker, Spider-Man into the MCU. He fits much more organically, I would say. I mean, what's just like a flash know. of light, and then he's there. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. But I, 
I don't know. Well, T- TVA, multiverse. Well, I, I'm throwing this in here at the last second here, but point. like, I didn't go see it this weekend because the first movie was absolute garbage. <laughs> it was. I have, still haven't seen it. I don't. It's bad. It. I want to watch it just. So it's. I can it is. At, I will it is. say it is entertaining in a perverse way. It's not good, but it's not. It, it's it's well, a good bad movie. I will say, okay, if you, you can, can get see some it entertainment, for, out if you can it. see it for yeah. free, it you know you might be able to enjoy like yeah. it's whatever like hour and a half front time or whatever it is. But yeah, I heard Tom. No Hardy idea about this like, new one though. So. I heard Tom Hardy is like all in with this character. Like he can't wait. He wants to do a third one. He wants to be in in the Spider Man movies. He wants to do MCU shit. Everyone he's, wants to be in the MCU, man. I mean, that's ready. where all the money is. Tom Hardy's never been like that money chasing guy though. Like he's like is really loved. He's a retirement plan. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I can't do movies where I play twins terribly anymore. Uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We're gonna do it again uh, next time. Uh, man, I did this all out of order. Thank you, everybody, uh, for hanging out. But most of all, thanks to these two jokers for hanging out with this joker. Anytime. Man. We're going to do it all time. again next time. <laughs> same geek time, same geek channel. I kind of fucked it all up. So. I shouldn't have done that bit of thing in the last Yeah, time. I was going to blame yeah. you for it, but I was like, oh, if I blame it, you're going to be like, oh, fuck you, don't. I mean, fuck you, go. Fuck you, go.